It's the second cup of Joe and John with Joe Elvis and John Dwyer. Greetings, Squire. How you doing, bud? Happy New Year, all that. First of 2023. Out of the shoot. Haven't been canceled yet. Still here. Still survived families, holidays, holiday bowl games. Yeah, weather, we travels. Yep. Did you get caught in the airline cluster? No, I did not. Clock? We timed it out perfectly. I have that no was... idea. I have no, uh, I don't know where I got the good karma, uh, but I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm thank, thankful everything worked out. Yeah, thanks. Tragic. Uh, all the people that were stranded. I came through the airport on the backside of it where Southwest was the most affected over the holiday travel and probably a football field distance in the Nashville airport uh, baggage claim of luggage. Yeah. Unclaimed. Who knows where they're peaking? You know, every bag is a life. And it's just, it was just unimaginable. Sew that on a pillow. That's that. Every bag is, I've never, I'll never look at baggage the same way. I just think that's just, Dirty crap in there. Or no, something. man. When you work in it, everybody's thing yeah. is their most important thing. Well, that's and true. You because you're know, a pilot, so yeah. you have to treat everything as oh, we left our thing there. No, 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 no. That's a big deal. That could be like their thing that life doesn't continue without. But um, we are into twenty twenty three. So deep, so early. Is it? No, I we're guess. gonna. This will go off the rails. I, I, you know, this has come together here over about a month of what's getting, that? Just getting our great guest here. To today, uh, well, and twice it's just terrific <laughs> due to my I can't believe she came back. My ridiculousness, she, she talks about her class and her fantasticness. I use words that aren't really words. Uh, there's wonder, like two of her I because wonder, she's everywhere. I want to rewind of uh, we, we both were broadcast majors. Where did you intern? What was your first? We all had our first taste, no matter what job you do out there, you have your first taste of oh, I'm going to go jump into that profession. Where was your first Very internship? fortunate. My hometown of South Bend, Indiana, the NBC affiliate, WNDU on the Notre Dame campus. And uh, I went there and uh, no credit, no pay. And bus tables in the afternoon at a restaurant I never thought I'd ever work at again when I was 15 and wanted to tell the owner to go shove it. And I'm glad I didn't because I got the job back. <laughs> and uh, so, and I got to be with the people I grew up watching. It was surreal. I was very, very lucky. Uh, picked up the dry cleaning for, for the sportscaster. One of them retired. I got to learn to edit. There, it wasn't a union shop, so you could touch all the equipment. I was very, very fortunate. And then they, when they got bought, they built a new set. I got to be like, they needed like the news, the sports guy didn't want to do the run, run through. So they let me do it. And I was awful. But, but uh, I, so I made a resume date that way. Yeah. And did you get hired by that station then after your internship? I worked there part-time. I came home my junior and senior year covering uh, high school basketball. And they asked me one time when the Notre Dame football away games were going, that was before the NBC contract. They said, John, I want you to think about this very clear. I was 19 years old. And they said, do you want to come home from Butler two and a half hours and do the sportscast on Saturday night when our guys are on the road? And I <laughs> are you are you kidding me? Let me think about it. Yes. Oh my God! No, I got very 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 lucky. That's yeah. terrific. So, what about you? Mine was uh, I went to Western Kentucky University, uh, so mine was at our NBC affiliate WSMV. W. And, w. Yeah. And Channel Four, which at the time in 1986 was the number one station, the Chicago Bulls of the era. Nobody touched them. It was pure. Uh, adrenaline fueled, great talent, and 
uh, I worked for a guy named Jimmy Carter in Nashville circles, who is just an array of talent. And um, I I was known as Joe the intern. And so that was in the days where people would pick up the intercom. Joe to the intern to the studio. Joe the intern. Get me a coffee. Because I had to get lunch run tapes or do something silly like that. And so, um, but again, a great experience because our guest today was part of that powerhouse team. And I learned more from just watching that you could ever learn in any classroom ever. And uh, today is going to be just a great one. People. Let's take a spin through Joe and John's Rolodex. Where does it stop, Joe? Today we're on K. Time now for Deep Thoughts with Demetria Kaladimos. Learn how to spell it. It's Dementia, California. That's how you say Demetria Kaladimos graces the uh, studio of the second cup of Joe. And John. Demetria, welcome. Uh, this is always a big day for me. Uh, as John mentioned in his growing up watching you, then at one point getting to work on the same team with you and still watch you just excel at what you do. Uh, you're the best at it. And uh, we look forward to hearing more about what you've had going on the in-between since Channel 4 and where you sit today. So, so grateful to have you here this morning. Thank you. Well, it's a delight to see you guys again. <laughs> and I kid you not, you're in my phone as Joe the intern. <laughs> That's good list. Uh, that was, I remember. Uh, we'll, 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 well, there I, weren't even cell phones back then. No. So, and how did that? You were talking about. I'm not about letting the, you go with this. You were talking about the pager, too. You know, oh, that's yeah. how we got, you know, the word out that you had a phone call. And one of the most amazing things is you ever watch CNN? You see the British guy, Richard Quest? Sure. Sure. He was an intern at no Channel kidding. 4. Wow. And we used to make him page because he had this regal <laughs> voice, you know? So we'd make up phone calls just so he'd say, so you could hear. Joe the intern, line six. <laughs> that was, uh, that's the kind of where you hit the, the six and seven or whatever it was, and it goes through the entire building. So everyone has to hear it. And uh, it would be stupid things on a Friday. You would hear some recorded message or whatever, but it was always, that's how you have it, how you did it. And the perennial joke was to get someone to go, hello, and they'd be on building wide, you know? So it became, (laughs) at Channel 4, every single page started with, to make sure that no one was pranking you, right? Well, my one of my first memories was walking in overwhelmed because I'd been watching uh, you, Dan, Charlie Mack, and Bill Hall were the A-team lineup at that time. And here was um, right next to, I worked on a show called Channel 4 Magazine, yeah. which was Charlie Chase and Lorianne Crook. And this was before This Week in Country, this week in country Music, their very successful weekly show f- started from that Channel 4 Magazine show. And in the office next to it, was this wall-to-wall, top-to-bottom Bruce Springsteen uh, wall cover uh, off the Born in the USA era. And so I thought, man, who is this? Well, here comes this just absolutely smoking cute Demetria Kaladimos' office right next to me. And so I thought, man, I'd love her even more with the big Bruce thing. Let's start from the beginning of, tell the story of how you got to Nashville and that first interview. Well, it's funny. We were just talking about severe weather and like extreme cold The winter of 1983 in central Illinois, where I was, out of grad school, I was working in television in Champaign, Illinois, and it was brutally cold. It was the, you know, the minus 16, that sort of thing. And that's the day that they called me down for an interview in Nashville. 
And I really had never even seen Nashville. I mean, I expected everyone at the gas station to be in rhinestones, right? <laughs> um, they called me down and I was going to do a sneaky. You guys know how this is. You weren't going to tell your current employer that you were going Never down. did. Never, no. never. No. So I was going to do a sneaky fly down there, do the interview, be back for the 10, right? By the time I got back from this interview to the little tiny airport in, in Champaign, Illinois, every door in my car was glued shut, you know, iced, iced oh, shut. No. And I was stranded. The airport was not close to the station. Oh, boy. But I, I believe one of my good friends took one of our fleet. We had an amazing news car fleet, which included- Those escorts were awesome. Ours concluded, <laughs> included a Chevette and a Lacar. Nothing matched. <laughs> a Chevette. Yeah. Someone came down, rescued me, brought me back. And that was the only year until recently that Illinois had a decent football team. We, we went to the Rose Bowl. We were undefeated in the Big Ten. So it was really important for me to be there. Yeah. That Tony Eason, night. maybe, Tony Eason, would be the quarterback. Tony. See? Yeah, he played Mike for the Patriots. White was the coach. Mike White was, yeah, the coach. Yeah. That's right. Good. They, they have, they've sucked ever since. Absolutely. You left. <laughs> ever yeah. since. Yeah, there's a, you want to connect so, dots. I never thought in a million years that I'd get this job because I'm really dating myself. But the way you got jobs back then was you sent out your resume tape, which this was the size of a shoebox. Mm -hmm. And you'd hope and pray that someone would return it to you because those things were like 30 bucks. Yeah. And when you're making $100 a week, $30 is sizable. Um, so when I got a phone call from Nashville, I was just flabbergasted and came down, did the interview. Uh Dan Miller and then news director Bob Selwyn took me to lunch at Daltz. I'll yeah, never forget sure, it. on White Bridge. Right there on yeah. White Bridge. Yeah. And uh, Miller would later tell me that what clinched it for him was when I did not take their recommendations for what to order for lunch. You, you were, you kind of, you were a little independent. You I was did independent. Your own thing. I was bold. I was like, no, this is what I'm going to eat. What did you think of the station at that point? Dan Miller was, is, you and Dan together were the Lennon McCartney of Nashville News. Uh, Dan was already hugely known and successful in his own right. And it what clocked in at at least six, 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 seven. The guy's a tall guy. Yeah. Um, did you just kind of gel instantly with him? I didn't even realize how big a deal it was to be sitting next to him mm -hmm. until a few weeks in. Um, and I remember when I went back to Champaign and said I had gotten the job, one of the old crusty engineers was like, that's WSM. Do you have any idea? This is a huge station. I really didn't. I hadn't even done research. Dumb me. Um, but we we did. We, we gelled pretty quickly. And I, the best way to describe it is uh, the big brother I never had. Terrific. We, we truly had that kind of relationship. We had the same humor. We shared the same, sometimes rude sense of humor. Um, just Which is helpful to be in a newsroom because you have to cut the tension. You have to, people don't understand. I, you know, I used to say that our sports office, whenever we hired somebody, I would say, you know, this is not a locker room. Okay. We're, I mean, we were professional. That went out the window. It just, you were just, yeah. it was like a, you know, all, it was just a country. It was just a club, right? Yeah. In the newsroom. And that is, and you can't tell those stories until later. Right. Of all the pranks and things you would say to each other. Yeah. But we got so, I mean, when you sit next to someone in that sort of a, a situation for that many years, you really get that sort of telepathy where you know what the next person's going to do, say, or whatever. And we got to the point where if I so much just moved my finger in a weird way, he'd be like, what? You know, I mean, we, we could 
actually sure. know something was wrong with the other one. We had a lot of hand signals. Um, we had a lot of inside jokes, and it was just tremendous. It was in the years before political correctness, if you oh, will. I mean, yeah. people smoked in a newsroom like crazy. Did you smoke? Oh, was, yes, I oh. smoked. What? I hate to admit it. I yeah. smoked um, until the day that they, and, and Mike Kettnering, our, our wonderful leader, announced on a Friday that on Monday the newsroom was going to be smoke-free. I mean, nice way to warn yeah. everyone. Yeah, and called I mean, cold turkey. Literally, everyone was having a nervous breakdown. Oh, my gosh. But that's what got me to quit eventually. But it, when I first got there, Miller smoked, but he wasn't smoking cigarettes anymore. He smoked those cheapo Swisher Sweets oh, oh, yeah. cigars. Worse. And if you look back <laughs> at backwards. old air checks, like during the break, he would— Puff on the thing, and when we come back, he'd be doing, doing this. this number. Yeah. yeah, and you could still see sort of a cloud of smoke <laughs> rising between. Us. Soft focus. Yeah, <laughs> that was fine. I'm going to ask the, the 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 most trite question, but I have never read anything. I've read a, a bunch about you through the years, and and uh, but did anybody approach you when you worked in Champaign? Or even before then, maybe one of your professors. When you, did you major in business or or, or media? journalism? Journalism. Yeah. Okay. Did they ever say, first of all, you're going to have to not go by Demetria Kaladimos? Oh yeah, my first job, I didn't go by Demetria Kaladimos. Breaking news. Who are you? Do we have a breaking news stinger? This is good stuff. I did not know that. Add it's, the stinger. Yeah, Beth's, Beth Smith. No, 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 no. <laughs> and this is this is actually a not so funny story because they gave me about five minutes to decide what this new new identity mm-hmm. would be. I went by Demetria K. How do you spell K? K A Y. It was K A Y E. Like, of course, not. Like, like it would look real, <laughs> right? It was sure. such a phony baloney name. Sure. But the funny thing was, and I kid you not. The sports guy was Mark Shanowski, and my co-anchor was Bruce Jakubowski. Oh, well, that's And those wow. guys didn't have to change their names. Of course not. They're guys. They're guys. Yeah, they're guys. They didn't have to do that. And they used to call themselves the Ski Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, you know, I can't change Demetria. I won't know who, you know, yeah, right. to turn my head. Right. Uh, but when I came to Nashville, they assumed that I was going to still go by that alias. And I said, really? I can use my own? And, and the sentimental part of this story, gentlemen, is that when my family uh, came over from Greece, my grandfather at Ellis Island, you know, they, they Americanized a lot of complicated names. And he was like, no way. Sure. We're not changing it. Because Kalo means good and Demos means like people, like oh. democracy. So good person. Oh. Would you change it? Come oh, on. Yeah, you can't make that up. No. No, that's good. That's a great story. Um Demetria K could still be your rap name if that's another that's end true. that you go down. About the only uh, thing she hasn't done. I, <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Dan Miller passed away at the Masters. Uh, where were you when you heard that news? Um, I was, a, well, when I actually got the news, I was asleep and the phone rang and it was um, Karen, his wife. And I honestly, you know when people say that you think you're dreaming something? Mm-hmm. I really did think I was dreaming that phone call. And when it turned real... Um, I jumped into the car in my pajamas and went straight over to their house. And um, I was probably still there hours later, but I, I just felt it's so important because I knew what he would want better than anyone else in that building. And I knew what he wouldn't want. So the day that we crafted that coverage, and I hope you guys or anyone in broadcasting never has to do this for a, for a dear and trusted partner. Um, 
But the day we crafted that coverage, I felt like we did what he would want. And one of the things that people still talk about, I said, let's just go into his office and, you know, pan around his horrible, messy, sloppy workplace and just kind of give people a sense of who this guy was. And we did. I described his office as, as the camera went around it, and it was heartbreaking. But it was also something that people still talk about. And to their credit, the folks at, at WSMV at the time closed the door, locked that office, and kept it as is for a solid year. I remember that because uh, you would just look in there. Like mm-hmm. you would Dark. at Graceland. Jersey Mike's napkins still there. Still there. You know, all the stuff that he was working on. He uh, had a heart attack at the Masters and uh, passed away. And Dan had left Channel 4 and gone out and worked with Pat Sajak when Pat Sajak started his show and then ended up coming back again. And so uh, truly a Nashville icon. And um, it was just a great era. And Charlie Mac Alexander was just as irreverent as could be in the sports department. And uh, Bill Hall was Bill Hall. Um, so it's, it's amazing how you didn't put that team together, but that team came together and was the team. You know, and I give a lot of credit to the, the tradition of that station, starting with a, a gentleman, I guess, I didn't even know him, named Elmer Alley. Um, they really looked for certain people as if they were casting a play, right? They were, they were casting a group of characters. They didn't want all the same folks, right? They didn't want the same look, the same sound, the same attitude, whatever. And they were really, really successful in putting together people that clicked. Yeah. You talked about Sajak and Miller. I mean, they were hysterical together. And, and a lot of people don't realize this. There had been a vow, like, if I ever make it, if I'm ever Johnny Carson, you are my Ed McMahon. That was their little joke with each other. And sure enough, they got to play that out years later. But I always thought if the, if the chairs were reversed and Miller was the straight man interviewer and Sajak was the Ed McMahon, that show might have taken off. That might have worked. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Common sense would tell you not to look to Joe and John for this, but time for life lessons from Joe and John. Are you mesmerized by these things? She has no idea what she's, she's like. What she's gotten herself thing? into. What, what button are they going to hit next over have, there? What are those buttons for? You, you know, uh, it, just to, just to put a bow on that, I, I the respect, and I, I, you know, every I think news market says this, but I think it's true. Is that I think the respect there's you know healthy competition. I mean, you you know that we were all looked up and at, at the monitors and, you know, we did this and we did that. And, you know, and we were very, we were, you were, yeah. for, we're always first. We kicked, we kicked their butt. And I, I, that story went better, but the, the community and, and, you know, I, I remember going to, to, uh, to the service and just seeing it was just everybody and it was everybody from every station in that respect, that may not happen to every market, but I think if there was a Testament, he'd be like, well, that's pretty cool. You know, and I think everybody, we play hard, uh, we work hard, but then we play hard. And for the most part, all those relationships, you know, because nobody says, oh, I, you know, you didn't go to WSMV because, I mean, you went there because there was a job opening. Sure. And, and those were the call letters, right? I always worked at bad stations because those, those sports jobs always open. I mean, they just, somebody, I have to get out of here. So I was always, you know, stopping the bleeding, putting the thumb in the dike and, and then I moved on, you know, so, um. But I thought that was a great testament to, to have everybody just uh, the respect was 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 palatable. And I'm going to say it. You know, they renamed the uh, the driveway, the hill mm-hmm. yeah. at Knob Hill, Miller Lane. 
But I'd still like to see a Dan Miller something in this town. Oh, he's well earned it with his well name on it. it. Yeah, that'd be great. Uh, when we talk about life lessons, you you know, to to be a journalist in 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 TV and through our era of of film and then going to three quarter and then beta and then tapeless and all that. I mean, there's a lot of things that have happened that didn't happen from 1955 to 80. It was basically all the same thing, right? To reinvent yourself and stay relevant and to stay ahead of the curve. Was that ever a challenge to you? Did you, I mean, how did you continue to just, you know, because I think your work ethic is, is well known, but you also have to keep up with the times. Oh, certainly. I mean, I can remember the day they brought in the word processors, the computers. Mm -hmm. And we were like, you won't get my manual typewriter out of my cold, (laughs) dead hand, you know? And and I would still love to have one of those because we had the large prompter size print on our manual typewriters. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't that be cool to still That'd have? Be better, one? yeah. But I mean, we had to learn that. We had to learn uh, from tape to tape editing to this whatever they call it, non-linear ed- editing, digital. I still don't know. And you curse it. You know, you curse it left and right. No, you and, cry. You cry because <laughs> yeah, I can't figure find, it out. Find a really great engineer. You know. <laughs> or a great intern. Yeah. Or, there you go. Because <laughs> the kids know how to do it. And, you know, I'm not a gadgety person. I don't love, I, I mean, I never had a Palm, whatever that was. Palm or, Pilot. Yeah, they, they forced me to get a cell phone. But, you know, you learn what you have to. But the, you know, the... The basics of, of what we do are the same. Mm-hmm. And I, I, when I tell students, and I've, I've had the opportunity to do some teaching the past year, when I tell them that writing is the single most important factor to the job, the people are in disbelief. But really, that's all we do all day long is write. I, tell, I would tell people, what, what, what's the best advice I would, have, I would have liked to have heard? Get to know the English language. It, it's not hard. And, and you know, and we've seen... We had copy come out of people that would that have you know graduate degrees and so forth, and I'm like, the, the, this copy is awful. Yeah, it's it's full of landmines. It's and like, read it out even, loud. How do you get out of school? Yeah, you know. Okay, now we're now we're there you now, we're, the, now we're going. There we're, there we're, the the get off my lawn speech was was the over under was 12 minutes, and I think we made it just <laughs> did it just over. Dimitri, you've uh, even back then you you have coincided with the filming station. Uh, boy, did you think that property was at the right place oh. at the right time that when yes, you got it? Now? I was a genius. Of Jeez. course I knew. Wolf. Not at all. <laughs> Holy I mean, cow. I looked at a ratty little cinder block box on the corner of 8th Avenue and uh, Lee Street. Mm-hmm. Um, and I used to get my hair cut over there. So I'd take a left turn at that point all the time. And, and I was looking for a way to get all my, you know, I dabble in filmmaking. At yep. that point in time, it was strictly a hobby. But I, I was getting more and more stuff in our garage, in our basement. And my husband was like, you know, we got to move this stuff. And I was looking for a place where I could get my toys out of the house, right? And that place came up for sale and I made an offer on it. And I thought, this guy, not in a million years is he going to take this offer. And I was fortunate enough to go on a vacation with my sister who worked for Oprah. I got to go on one of those Oprah killer holidays with her. Oh, my. Yeah, wow. Unbelievable. But while I was gone on this Oprah fest, I, I told <laughs> Did her. Did you find like, out looking underneath the seat of the anchor chair or something? Was there any good story about that? No. Okay. Just oh, checking with no. Oprah. Okay. But I told my husband, I said, sure enough. I said, with my luck, this guy's going to say yeah to the offer and I'll be overseas and you won't now be what? able to act on it. Yeah. Right. I got all my ducks in a row. And when I came home, my, my husband said, yeah, we just bought that building. 
That's tremendous. Yeah. And where it is at 8th and Lee uh, used to be a dumpy part of town, sort oh. of. And uh, now the, our new convention center and all the gazillion dollar hotels are around it. You're in one of the hottest piece of real estates in Nashville. What goes on in there? I remember pre-Madonna was one of your first documentaries. Um, talk about how your evolution has come into your side projects, your documentaries, and it's still going now. Well, the cool thing about my building, and I invite you guys to come down because you do need to check it out. It's an old gas station. Mm-hmm. It's an old Gulf station mm-hmm. that anyone in their right mind would have raised you know, to the ground. Uh, because it was pretty hard to to bring that thing back to life. But sure enough, all the parts were there once we peeled back the layers of cinder block and stuff. So we did this long-term renovation of this building. And uh, we got really lucky because maybe 20 feet more and we would have been wrecked for eminent domain because they were making the convention center and those yeah. sorts of things. So what goes down there? Uh, Goes on down there now. The two-car garage where you would have pulled in to get your oil changed, that's my little studio, Okay, believe it or not. And uh, we've got a the, what I refer to as the last green space in downtown Nashville. We actually have a courtyard where we have some events. We've got a very small screening room with some old, funky uh, theater chairs. Everything in there is reused or recycled. So I'm proud to say that... Um, we got a historic preservation award from the city some years back. I don't think that's going to help me lower my tax bill, <laughs> which is ultimately what will probably get me out of there. It, that's I don't want to get serious, but that has been a, a tough thing for people that have small properties down there because- Taxes going up. Taxes are ridiculous. And sooner or later, you just got to say, I can't afford this anymore. Sure, make a parking lot out of something that was really unique and cool. It's beautiful. And what what, what do you have in the works now? Are there continuous uh, documentaries going on, or do you have a direction that you want to take this? Well, I, I did one during COVID, just sitting around. I had a shoebox full of really interesting old stuff that I had you done. Had, with you had time on your hands during A little during bit COVID? of time. A little bit. <laughs> and... Um, so I, I put something together there, but it, it's my Nashville banner workspace now. Oh. So that's where I do all, all my video editing. I just finished a podcast myself. Talk about that. This is yes. brand new for you. Brand new for me. Um, and it just hit, in fact, Thursday will be a, a new release, um, a nine-part true crime podcast. And the story took place in Normal. You know Normal, Illinois. Normal, Illinois. Yeah. Home of Illinois State University. Anyway- the short version is a 1975 um, murder there on the on the lawn of a sorority house, and it's never been solved. So my niece, who was looking around, she was a journalism student looking around for stories, was like, hey, we can do something with this. She found an old retired Chicago cop who's like right out of central casting. He's fantastic. And here we are nine episodes later. I'm not going to tell you that we solved the case, but we certainly went through the the files with a fine tooth comb, and it and it turned out to be a story with a lot of twists and turns. Carol, what's, what's Carol's Last Christmas. Carol's Last Christmas, mm-hmm. and is that the name? What's the podcast name? Uh, that's the podcast. It is Carol's the podcast. Terrific. Yeah. Did you um, when you got involved with this? You were still working and doing you know daily newscasts and <clears throat> going through that grind. I've got to believe this true storytelling when you can do it in long verses, it's therapeutic. It's all the things that, uh, not bashing local TV, but they just don't give you the time to do it. Absolutely. That was the whole impetus for the whole thing was, this is what I really love to do. And my nine to five or 
11 to 2 or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. your, your shift is in TV, was just not allowing it anymore. Mm-hmm. And that's when I started Genuine Human. I said, you know, heck, I can do this. And this is what I really love to do. And so, you know, many, many losses later, because you never make money making a documentary. You put all your cookie jar into it. Um, but I've got some things I'm proud of. Excellent. Rapid, 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 rapid fire, fire, rapid fire, rapid, rapid fire. If you could see her face now, she's like, you guys, what, what is all that's missing on you? You know what? I, this is how you not do a podcast, <laughs> guys. I'm so thankful we're a guest here because because my 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 podcast is so much better than this yes. amateur hour. It's great. Uh, quick rapid fire question: Just yeah, anything gosh. top of your head, whatever you think. Go, Joe. Favorite restaurant in town? One you like hitting a lot? Uh, I'm going to say um, cilantro lately. My Wonderful. husband's a Mexican food freak. We mm. go there. And we the other day we remarked, hey, we really like this. Uh, is that Green Hills? Where am I talking? No, it's on 8th Avenue. 8th Avenue? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if uh, Dead or alive, if you could have uh, anybody at dinner, uh, a couple of guests. Oh, I've... I've I've already planned this out very well. Mar- okay. Martin Short would sit on one side of me. Mm-hmm. Who, who? Mike Myers would sit on the other side of me. I'd have Jack Black in the room, and and I'd never eat. I'd just hyperventilate and laugh the whole you, time. You must like to laugh. Is that your secret? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Minus your uh, fantastic husband, Verlin Thompson, who's just a great musician. If you haven't heard Verlin's work, VerlinThompson.com, check it out. Uh, what are you listening to? What's in that CD player or on that Apple right now? And I should say CD player, yes. because that's another thing you'll pull out of my cold dead hands, yes. right? I've got like 700 CDs loaded up in the in like four different players at my house. And Excellent. I love to just hit shuffle. Yeah, me too. Because you would not believe the variety. I mean, I can go from Greek bazooki music to opera to, you know, just old, Steely old time. Dan. Oh. Love Steely Dan. I mean, I, I absolutely love music. I was an undergrad music major. What'd so. you play? Flute. Ooh. Is, is that still active? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damn, I mean, I'm not going to go out there and perform, <laughs> but, play you some know. Jethro You didn't bring Tull. it with you? Jethro Tull, I know every single note, <laughs> needless to say. Oh, that how you'd have to affirm that you actually, because somebody would say, well, play something. And you'd say, okay, here's Aqualung. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> here's Thick as a Brick. <laughs> Uh, next question would be, uh, name something in your youth that you got away with. Oh boy. Um, riding my bike solo way too far away from home Mm -hmm. and everyone had a bike. That's how you got around. And your parents really, there was no GPS or a cell phone. They had no idea where you were, but I was like deep, deep, deep into the woods once on my bike. And I thought, this is just not going to end good. Right. <laughs> Fortunately, it did. So you're back. Yeah, I'm back. What advice uh, would you give your 18-year-old self now? Relax. Yeah. Seriously, I, I, I've been very tightly wound. Can you tell? <laughs> For a long, long time. And, and I was extremely concerned about, was I going to get into college? What was I going to do in college? Was I going to succeed? And, you know, relax and kind of assess the the landscape. We hear that from 90% of the guests. Really? Of, I wouldn't have taken myself so seriously. I would have given things more time. We all set guidelines and deadlines on ourselves. Like you probably had to be in a major market by this 
year and by here and stuff. And but but most of the overall picture is to uh, step back and relax. Well, you know, but I, yeah, I'm going to take issue with that because um, I, I was I had to you know put call letters on the resume. I was driven. I missed a lot of fraternity sorority dances during my junior senior years. I gave up, you know, sacrificed, if you will. I did make up for Sundays and Thursdays. I promise. I, I was, I was, you know, doing the bar time, whatever. But um, if you weren't that driven, then you wouldn't be here. So it's hard to to say. Of course, you're going to relax and, and have a balanced life. And that wasn't to me an option. Agreed. And I can recall when all my friends were graduating, when we all graduated undergrad and they were getting apartments and jobs and all this other stuff. I immediately went into graduate school. And there I was, a student again, living in a dorm. Yeah. And at the time, I was like, this is horrible. I'm lame, you know. But I did end up, I had my master's degree by the time I was 23. And that's served me well because, as crazy as it is, as qualified as you can be, a lot of institutions of higher learning will not let you teach there unless you have an advanced degree. Right. That's correct. Uh, final question, uh, <clears throat> because your background since in school and maybe even before that, I don't know if high school newspaper or whatever. Did you play sports in high school, by the way? Did we, no. Did, cheerleader? You know what? I was cheerleader for one year. Um, and then I was drum major of the marching band, which was way cooler. Whoa. You got to, did you get you. to wear the big fuzzy hat and all? I mean, yeah, all that. We didn't have you a do? big fuzzy. Okay. We had the worst band uniforms. <laughs> I would have loved the big fuzzy. We looked like cops. <laughs> we, were, we wore blue suits. Everybody break it like up. Move to the exit. A CPD looking cop. It yeah. did have like a dead chicken on top of it. This was like horrible <laughs> thing. But I played the drums in high school. We looked like idiots in our uh, ascot and our other thing we had and the white oh, shoes yeah. that had to be white. And so, did you have a beret? I, I did. The drummers almost. The drum line always had a beret. It was great. Uh, but the, but the question was, <laughs> what was the question? I, did um, I play if you couldn't, if, no, if you could not go, if you could not go into media or. Uh, documentary making and so forth. What would be a, another career that you've kind of thought, man, if I could maybe step back, I'll try that. Is there anything else? You know what? If I, if I were actually have studied it, I think I would have been a researcher. Oh. Like in a laboratory trying to discover something. Okay. And which has which a is, lot of parallels. Yeah, I was going to say what you do now. Yeah. Right. Did you want to get it right? You want the details? You'd have to transplant my brain with someone that could do, you know, math and right. science and that sort of thing. But every time I've been in, involved in a story where I had to go in and stuff was bubbling and beakers and stuff, I just, you know, my blood pressure rises. Ooh, I think it's cool. That's nice. Time now for Deep Thoughts with Demetria Kaladimas. Demetria. Joe, meteorologists need to be handsome. Oh, wait, apparently they don't. Put in your application anytime. Wow, ouch! My dream was to always be on the set with you. Uh, I thought that would be just the best thing of maybe you'd get back in TV and it would just work out. I did a short stint at News Channel 5, with which who is just, they're just absolutely tremendous over there. And um, maybe one day still, because uh, talk about your new direction here. You have teamed up again with News Channel 5. Uh, the stories are on NewsChannel5.com. You can see them. You're also on the, the show itself. Um, what made you come back? Well, um, from time to time, I'll be on. A lot of times people are like, oh, you're going to be on Channel 5 every night. I'll tune on at 6. And it's like, no, sorry no, to disappoint. Not so much. <laughs> not so much. But the, it, tremendous opportunity 
to not only expose the work that we're doing at the Nashville Banner, the new news nonprofit uh, that's totally dedicated to local news, but I mean, what's not li- not to like? Yes. I mean, channel five is the channel four of today. Yes, it is. Um, they own. You know, I love my friend Bob Mueller. I love Dennis Ferrier and my folks at, at 17. And and I still have friends at four. But let's face it, they took the playbook and ran with it. And they are a, a fantastic news operation. So being, it's been crazy to be back in a studio, though, because, boy, they have the really sophisticated robotic cameras that, yeah. like, slide across. You know, it's not only just moving side to side. They move like people. Yeah. That was a little scary. But um, it's it's been fun. But half the time, that's how I knew I was coming back on. The camera's coming my way. I was like, oh, crap. You see them do this little <laughs> rehearsal, yeah. this dress rehearsal dance ahead of time. I mean, it's it's kind of creepy. Talk about the stories that you're doing. I enjoyed the story about glass. Thank you. I thought that was tremendous. Uh, it's a story about how much glass is in our city. So run that through your head right now. Yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, you look at the Just skyline. Look at the skyline, yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, obviously, it's the aesthetic of the moment. Everyone likes tall and shiny. But we kind of stepped back and said, how long will these materials last? Um, will it go out of style? You know, we all go through a neighborhood that we thought was the coolest and greatest, and now it looks vintage. And sooner or later, vintage gets popular again. But there are a lot of considerations, uh, heating and, and heat loss and cooling down in our in our terrible summers here. So it was interesting to talk to a variety of people, architecture types and uh, other people about, about glass. Joe and John have come to the fork in the road. Dimitri, everything seemed um, uh, worked out for you. You graduated, you had a job at Champaign in 84, you come to channel four and we're there for decades, and now you're able to do this. Everything's gone well in your life. But forks in the road, is there a decision or a job or something that, that uh, maybe, it's, maybe it's a job or a way that you didn't take? Is there something? It could be in your youth. It could have been last week. Oh, everyone's got those, you know, rearview mirror stories, right? The thing that we probably could have done. I had a great one, actually, and I forget the year, but ABC was first um, experimenting with all overnight news yeah. where someone was going to have to read Linda news. LRB started yeah. that with the, uh, with the uh, NBC News Overnight, yeah, which yeah. I loved. Yeah, I and it was kind it. of an irreverent show. Yeah. But ABC was starting something like that. And they were calling people all over the country, apparently, to interview. And I talked to them for a while and uh, decided not to do that for whatever reason, because I loved Nashville and I really loved where I was at the moment. And here's the the kicker. Guess who got the job? Uh, Anderson Cooper. Uh, whatever happened to him? Yeah, I know. And that's the last we heard of the guy. <laughs> so, I mean, professionally, you could say, oh, that was a loser. You know, that was not a good decision. Uh, but I yes, think- Yes, to hire Anderson Cooper. You would have been much better, correct? I, yeah. <laughs> By and large, I think the decision to stay put in Nashville long-term was a good one. Let, has been a good one and continues to be. Just, I've, I saw this on the Book of Faces, and I thought it's interesting for the folks that listen to our uh, show. Um, old Nashville, just maybe pop out after I read these, what some of these places met. Sunset Grill, Rotiers, The Cooker, Greer Stadium, F. Scott's 
uh, Fitzgerald's Restaurant, The Jazz Bar, The Gold Rush, Family Wash, Mad Platter, Mario's, Ireland's, 328 Performance Hall, Davis Kid Books, Starwood Amphitheater, Gerst House, Fifth Quarter, Melrose Theater, Bell Mead Theater, Bell Mead Theater, Harvey's, Cast or Not, Kane Sloan, Dancing in the District, Tower Records, Tower Records, yeah, and uh, boy, is that not the backdrop of our lives growing up here in Nashville? Uh, it's so much change has has come on, and uh, the question leads to that era of stuff. When Channel Four ended for you, um, you know, where was your head at? Were you in a happy, aggressive, like I'm in a new direction? Was it like a bad breakup of? I remember when I left radio, when radio ended for me, I was kind of like, you know, I'm not ready to end and I got a lot more to offer. But at the same time, I turned away and said, that's that's all behind me now. It was, you know, it was shocking and it was not fun. Uh, but I think it was wise to not jump on the first thing that came around, you know, because I probably could have been back on another television station doing the same old thing. And I thought, hey, there's some reason why, uh, you're making this major pivot at this point in time. So I kind of assessed the landscape again and thought, what can I do? Um, I knew I wasn't going to just sit back or go to Cabo like some people I know. Um, <laughs> that, was a, that was a dig. A little dig at the yeah, tan Well, that's because I'm flaking. I'm down to my fifth layer of skin. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what a shirt. Burned the first two off. Now but my I, shirt's on, Joe. I don't do this topless. <laughs> I knew I was going to devote more time to my longer form stuff and, and whatever form that took. And then the opportunity to, to, to develop the banner and, and kind of meld that with service to the actual community instead of just producing something for my own satisfaction and putting it on the shelf. Um, so I think, you know, all in all, it worked out really well. Terrific. Yeah, well, and Joe and I have you know, similar breakups. And, and when, when he was reciting the way he left, I, I feel, you know, the same way. And, and there, there's a part of me, my, you know, I'm still hurt. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, and my wife, you know, she goes, there's just a hole in my heart. And time heals most wounds, not all, but I, I do believe that, that uh, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans. And uh, the one thing I'll say about you doing and pivoting what you did and taking your time and being deliberate is that um, the one thing, if you're in this town long enough and you do it well enough, that your reputation and to say, you know, your name, I mean, you, you are a, people don't need to know your last name. Okay. It doesn't have to be K it's, it's, they know it's Dimitri. And, um, it's nice to know that that still means something in, in the turnover that we have when somebody comes to Nashville and they say, oh, I got here in 2016, I'll be in the, they, they have no reference point of anybody that was on TV before that. So, um, that has to make you feel, uh, redeemed or, validated, if you will. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Without, without an ego. Absolutely. I mean, I have always said since that whole thing went down, I feel like I'm in a massive group hug every day. <laughs> I mean, coming over here, sure. pumping gas. This was great, though. I wanted to keep this for you guys. Coming over here, oh. pop, pumping gas, someone said, and Holt. Oh. Oh. Like, <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I mean, I'll still get that. I'll get Ruth Ann Leach. But my point is... <laughs> That's My point not is, the answer I was going to hear. There will never be, that will never happen again. Because yeah. no one will ever be in your home three times a day for 30 years. And it will, and it's important that you watch them every day for 30 years. You will never have that connection between a local 
personality, even radio. There are too many choices now. Yes. And you were the longest, longest standing anchor in the history of WSMV. I was, yeah. Yeah. And I asked you this quick, because occasionally I'll get this at a Kroger. They'll be like, hey, I watch you every morning. And I'm like, well, if you do, you're you're my neighbor and you're looking in my window and you're creeping me out. (laughs) Because that's the only way you're seeing me every morning. But do people, people probably still think you're, right? I mean, that delayed response of viewership and loyalty. I know. And I, and I, it's hard to say, uh, I never work mornings in my life. Right. Who who are you watching? You know? No, exactly. They or the funny thing is when they're tongue tied. Did I go to school with you? Do you go to church with me? Are you my teacher? Mm-hmm. You know, right. they know you, but they're not exactly sure how. But they know the voice too. You gotta wear shades. <laughs> We've kind of hit on it. What's uh, what's bright about our future? Your future. What gets you up? What gives you hope? Without hope, we have nothing. And uh, uh, I know part of that is you've talked about your writing, your creativity, stories that are a little deeper. You've brought back the Nashville banner. Maybe draw a, a quick little circle about folks that never knew that what the Nashville banner was to begin with. Why is this important? And where can people get this? Long, long ago, when Nashville had two newspapers, there was the Morning Tennessean and the Afternoon Banner. What? Two newspaper town? Two newspapers. Crazy. And everyone was the better for it. You know, it was, it was great best. competition. It was the best. Super journalism. The banner closed and someone's going to correct me here. I believe it was 98. 98. Yeah. And that was sudden too. It was like end of an era. Boom. And um, we are resurrecting the Nashville banner in name and hopefully in spirit as a, as a serious news outlet. But it's going to be, you know, web-based. Sorry, nothing on your driveway on Sunday mornings. Mm-hmm. But um, we're going to be dedicated to Nashville, Davidson County, and also state government. Um, so many resources. I mean, half the reporters in the country have been, have disappeared in the last 10 years. And things like the... The, the congressman up in New York who apparently has done none of the things he said he's done. Was I mean, the liar was John Lovitz. Yeah. Had, had local news. Well, had local news been alive and, and well, that that story would have never, you know, that guy would have never been elected. So we, we see proof of the of the need for this daily. And we're hoping that we have a newsroom of 10 people and a support staff of five and in the spirit and model of something called the Texas Tribune, which has done this successfully for a dozen years now, um, real serious, reliable, um, trustworthy journalism is coming back to markets where these things launch. And Nashville should be no different. This is still in the works, hiring people. Is it on? Is there a spot folks can see it now? He's looking for a job. I'm just saying, I'm just <laughs> sure. going to say right now. NashvilleBanner.com okay. is alive and well. Um, and I'm hoping we, in fact, when I leave this studio today, we will have um, an organizational meeting. I mean, 2023, you will see us up, running, in earnest, and all over the place. And you'll see up. my stuff on Channel 5. Excellent. I've already signed up. You can go to that website now and sign up with your email to get stuff in the future, which I highly recommend. Right. That'll be terrific. And this isn't a journalism show. We, uh, full disclosure, Main Street Media is, 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 is 
trying to um, fill that void and does fill that void with with, with weeklies and hyperlocal journalism. And, yes. Because it is needed. And in, in the outlying communities that we're not initially going to be dedicated to. So Main Street Media is definitely filling that niche in the Gallatins, in the, you know, Sumner County, Wilson County. Those are those places that we aren't going to concentrate on as much. Terrific. Well stated. Well, what it's gone by, and I really appreciate it. And uh, it, we had this booked a few weeks ago, and and uh, there was a little miscommunication, shocking between uh, among uh, uh, <laughs> communicators. <laughs> uh, but but thank you for coming back to the building again, <laughs> and we wish you nothing but success. It, uh, it you are you are a Nashville treasure. I know that. You didn't move here in 84 thinking that's what you wanted to do, but uh, it's great that your reputation and your hard work and the quality of work endures. And uh, that that's a void that certainly is missed. And uh, Nashville's better to have you here. Well, thank you. And coming from the two of you, I really, really appreciate the kind words and uh, hope to return the favors. Oh, Let's that would that. be wonderful. We will always be available here on The Second Cup of Joe. And John! It's the second cup of Joe and John as their guests expound on any and all topics within the realm of decency. Want to be a sponsor? Let a TV and radio guy help build your business. Email the show, John at gmail.com. Now, hold on tight and grab another second cup of Joe and John. <laughs>